Here we go. Episode 534. It's spitting all over the table here. No Laugh Track Podcast here at Acme Comedy Company, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Justin Severson here, the host, each and every week, including the last time my guest was here, back in 2013, episode 54, I believe. Eddie Gosling is here. What the hell? Where have you been, man? I mean, almost 500 episodes you've done since... Yeah, that's crazy to think. I've just been. Where have I been? I've been, you know, living. I haven't been leaving my house a lot, so I've been there for the last decade, (laughs) just in L.A., just uh, trying to like uh, slug it out, work there, and do things, and and you know, limited uh, touring, but. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Five. I've done over five hundred of these in that, or about five hundred of these in that time. It's yeah, that is pretty wild. And I I was briefly telling you before. Uh, we started recording, but normally I will go back and listen to the guest's previous uh, appearance on the show. But this week I was like, I, c- I couldn't, not because of you. Just busy. I didn't want, no, I didn't want to listen to myself from oh, 11 years ago. I, I was just, saying something to. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't, I can't. I, Tommy Ryman today, like we were hanging out, having a cup of coffee. And I was like, I don't like to listen to myself. I don't like to, it's hard for me to make reels. It's hard for me to do it. I don't like to watch myself. I don't like the way I sound, the way I, the way I dress. I can, I'm so like critical of it. Not to the point where I would change things, because I just say like, well, maybe you learn something from that and do something different. But I don't. Uh, <laughs> but it's just hard to, for me to like to listen to myself. But you kind of have to sometimes in yeah. comedy when you're putting together material or whatever. But, oh yeah. Yeah. So no. But so I feel I feel you there. I will say normally I don't. I can I can handle it when it's you know a year previous, but ten years I just. I don't. I don't That's have a ton of too. confidence in my skill from eleven years ago. Well, you sounded great. I went back to listening. I'm like, I, I, I think I was on this show like way back. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing the show. Uh, there wasn't the video aspect of it. But, no, uh, we did an hour back then, and here we are. We got we got to cram it all in in a half an hour. Now. Okay. Well, let's get to it. So get back at then, it. I'm sure we talked about that you were you were like in the the basically middle of your job do, at Tosh.0, right? Yeah, writing for Tosh.0, and uh, that was fun. It's a good run. Um, COVID cut it short a little bit, you know. We had like three or four more years that we were going to do, but because of COVID, it got canceled. And so there was a contract to go that much longer? or just With a- Daniel, they had a contract for like four more years. And then when uh, there's a new uh, group of people came into Viacom and took over Comedy Central and MTV and all those places, <clears throat> and they cut ties with like a lot of shows. Yeah. Uh, and we were one of them. But, uh, you know, you move on. You know, it was a good run. Twelve years, we did twelve seasons of that show. Yeah, which is crazy for any show in LA. What do you miss about it? Uh, you know, the I kind of was I was used maybe used to maybe I missed the the routine of the Monday through Friday, and then weekends almost like a regular like it's kind of the opposite of a comedy like stand up job. Sure, where you're on the road maybe Tuesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Monday. Uh, so your weekends are a little bit different, but this this was more like because I have kids and a family, it lined up pretty well. Yeah, you know, so I, I kind of miss the routine of it, uh, and also the people I knew there. They were fun. Like I met a lot of uh, professional writers and comedy writers, not necessarily stand up comics. And my whole pool of like uh, people before that were stand ups, and then I was meeting people on the other side with the writers, and I mean they're so good at what they do. So I miss those relationships. We keep in touch, though, which is nice. It's been a good group. So how, okay, so you, you what do you consider yourself now? Uh, 90% stand-up, 10% writer, 50-50? Where are you in there? I don't know. What I, I would say um, I'm a dual threat. <laughs> there you I can go. do the stand-up. I can help some with the writing. I don't know exactly what I find interesting. Might not. Be, it's very hard to apply uh, somebody else's sensibilities, I feel, to what I do. 
because I'm so used to, like I have a thing that I think is funny, an avenue that I like to take when I write for myself and then with somebody it would just depend on what it is. Sure. Like I think there has to be some enthusiasm on my end. So I don't know. I think I could do a couple things. I did a I, I you know, while I've been off, I've been like trying to learn how to animate. Uh, just oh. it's like another way to tell jokes. You know, oh wow. Another so there was a strike, so I was trying to learn that to yeah. see what I could do and you didn't learn another language. You tried to learn animation, huh? I tried to learn animation. <laughs> the The language of visuals. There you go. That's what I'm trying to trying to get together, and it's it's fun. It's been a journey, like self teaching myself. Maybe if I took a class, it'd go faster. Yeah, I mean that takes some discipline. It does. It I don't. I don't know that I have that. I never was a big school guy. Uh, I was, but it, I don't know that it translated. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess either way. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know what it. I don't know what I would consider like. It's tough. Just I was something in comedy. Sure. You know, funny person like a funny person. Yeah, one hundred percent comedy. Yeah, something in there. Split down. The yeah, we'll figure it out. I know that uh, I saw that you're still working with Tosh, though, right, Daniel yeah, Tosh? We, yeah, he just started a podcast, Tosh Show. Yeah, it's and, so good. Oh, good. I'm glad you like. Yeah. I think it's fun for people to get to see another side of Daniel, where he's he's always like when we would do web redemptions. You know, you have these kind of crazy people sometimes from the internet, but he was always really good at talking with them and interviewing them. Yeah. And <clears throat> this is neat because this is just like a long form of that with, you know, more nor these people aren't just plucked out of the internet. Yeah. It's people that he finds interesting or kind of like are part of his life. And uh, it's good for, I think it's fun for people to see him do that side of it, the interviewing part. It's and, such a fun angle, like of what you're describing. Just, yeah. you know, my, I, my personal chef. Was the one I the most recent one I watched? Remy, yeah, yeah. Remy, the French. He, he was great. He's a funny guy, jovial, like exactly what you would expect from a like a French chef. I guess he's a pastry chef by trade, but you know they know everything in that world. Uh, and he made some cookies for us that were delicious. I think the. Am I remembering this correctly? At one point, he was asked the last time he went to fast food, and he was just like, "What? I yeah, would, his story I would never." Was hilarious. He <laughs> he doesn't have a fast food place, but he went to In and Out Burger. Did you hear, remember the story? He was like in Santa Barbara and he knows Julia Childs. And this is way back. And she's like, hey, let me, I'll take you out to dinner. You need to pick me up. So she, he picks up Julia Childs and they drive to this. She goes, it's just a little further, a little further. He keeps driving and they pull into like an In N Out burger. And Julia Childs takes Remy to, uh, you know, In N Out to get like, she, she loves the place. And I was, it was so Was that in the movie? So, no, I don't think that was in the movie. You're right. Uh, fascinating to me, though, that that's the one place that she loved, too. Wild. Maybe the only, I mean, I'm sure he's had other fast food, but, I mean, man, he can probably whip pick, up anything in the house. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Well, he did pick a good one. Uh, yeah. In-N-Out Burger. Uh, he did, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so last night, first time back at Acme, like we said, in... Yeah, I think it's it's got to be over ten years. Crazy. I mean, like, have you been back to Minnesota in that time? I, man, I don't. No, I don't think so. Minneapolis area would be where I'd probably come, anyways. Right. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's been a while, so wow. it's it's been fun to come back. I, you know, things are seem similar, but at the same time, it's like there's been you know some some more stuff going up. Oh yeah. With any city, right? Sure. But uh, it's still a fun city for me to walk around in, and just I was one less surface uh, lot across the street, a lot more high rises around That's right. here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it hasn't changed much. It's funny. Same hotel too. I was like, this is a trip. Like yeah. this is crazy. We're in the same spot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Easy to walk over. You didn't find anything that you left there eleven years no, ago. Just, did you? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, I left something. Go to the front desk. <laughs> it's, it's just a, We've been waiting for you. Do you have a box? Can I go through it? Can I rummage through it? Or mittens? 
Uh, so uh, one of the things I do before the podcast is I always I will search just stand up comedy news uh-huh. to see what's going on uh, around in the world. And a thing I saw this morning, did you see this at all? Mark Norman was doing a show last night in New York. You're familiar with Mark Norman? Yeah. Comedian? Yeah. He's doing a show in New York, and uh, there's some video of this. All of a sudden, like, there's a few people on stage, and basically, I think what happened was someone was being chased. Mark tries to make a couple jokes about it, and then- he's not sure what's happening. Uh, what's that? He's not sure what's happening at first, right? He has no idea what is yeah. actually happening. He's very confused, making some jokes about it. And then uh, has he marked his show a safe place for people <laughs> fleeing any kind of a, like maybe we should do that like this is a baby drop off area tonight Acme if you have a child you don't think you can take care of drop it off with a the doorman they'll bring it back comics will raise it no questions asked no questions asked you just leave it uh, there was sticks restaurant we'll get it a salmon the yes. meal I didn't I didn't see that story but what I broke in on you no well, I, mean, I mean that was the gist of it is that uh, you know and then somebody from the club comes up and basically grabs Mark and is like get off the stage immediately then a few moments later they come out and they're like uh so we had a little interruption everything's fine but everyone leave immediately what yes I can't, it's, that's a very bizarre. Very thing bizarre. to happen in the middle of a show. Yes. Apparently this morning, I mean, this just happened last night. Apparently this morning, people, you know, Norman's back just posting regular stuff on social media. And people are like, yeah, but what the fuck happened last night? Did he still sell stuff after the show? <laughs> like, I want to know that he just kind of like, okay, whatever that was. I, I didn't like the show anyways. It was a bachelorette party. And they were so unruly. I was like, good. I'm glad this happened. Hey, the show's over, but we still got a merch line. It's a half a block down You guys still got to do your tabs. Like, don't try to get out. Don't think that. That actually did cross my mind. It was like, there's no way they dropped the the tabs yet, and they just had everybody leave. early in the show. What a nightmare. Yeah. Was everybody okay? That person was chased? It seemed like there was some sort of, you know, criminal activity going on. (laughs) Weird. What a weird. Have you ever experienced anything close to that? No. Some sort of odd interruption? No, I, I don't think so, man. Like, uh, outside of a weird heckle or some kind of, uh, I don't know that anybody's even like, no, I like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's bizarre. I haven't had anything crazy weird happen at a show. That's no good. No earthquakes or anything that, you know, any kind of a natural disaster. It reminds me of the one that came up on the podcast years ago when Adam New. I'm pretty sure it was Adam Newman, and he put on someone's jacket from the audience, put his hand in the pocket, and there was a bag of cocaine. What? <laughs> <laughs> Which somebody's jacket on and found cocaine is like that person had to be like, oh no, he's putting his hand in my, my cocaine pocket. <laughs> the cocaine pocket. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nothing. I uh, after 9-11, they nobody could fly. So I had to do a show like two days after that because they were still gonna do a comedy show. So I mean like it wasn't during a comedy show, but it was you know, it was a comedy show right after it. Were you in New York? No, I was living in Austin, oh. Texas, but nobody could fly in to do the shows that they had booked. So they just used local people that were like living oh, in the area. Sure, to go sure. Up and, so, and you're like, okay, I'll be funny now. Everybody ready? Yeah, it was like so bizarre. It's like, what? Yeah. Is uh, hey everybody? And people were like, they were just wanting to be out, and I mean, they came to see comedy because they were like, make us laugh, man. Yeah. I'm like, it's gonna be. Yeah, we're gonna. Well, we we're all thinking about like what just happened. Please distract me. Very much. Please so. distract me. Uh, I assume you're still a huge San Antonio Spurs fan. Yeah, yeah. San Antonio with Wemby has been great. That never changes. You're gonna be a fan for life. We'll be a fan for life. And my son Oliver is like 100 percent 
uh, on the San Antonio Spurs train. So how old is he? He is now 17. 17, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a junior in high school, man. Yeah. So he's really, he's probably taken uh, the the rudder, and he's kind of like steering us towards, uh, he lets me know, like, I will, it's like my son has become a bleacher report with the updates I get from him on the, it's like so many updates about any sport that I like, any sport he likes, teams that we like. It's been pretty, pretty amazing, but he's so like, in love with Wemby, and so am I. The guy is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, For people who don't know, uh, Wemby is Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama, yeah. He is a nine foot five inch. I know. He's like he's I think six. I know six. What am I saying? Seven eight. I, I maybe think so. seven. Maybe seven six officially, but I think he might be hiding a couple inches for whatever reason. Yeah, these guys um, do that. Kevin Garnett did that for years. I'm six eleven. Exactly. You're seven feet, dude. Yeah, I think I think KD does it too. Like, because they never wanted to play center growing up, right? Because they they wanted to bring the ball up because yeah. they can, but yeah. nobody would ever do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, he's been it's been fun. It's been he's like he's this French kid, you know. He was like I think 19 when he was drafted. He just turned 20. Crazy. Uh, and they can't legally drink in this. Yeah, right. An he NBA star. Can't drink in France. He's probably, I don't know that he does drink any, I don't know what he, I don't know what his thing is. Well, so, he's so, funny. So I want to, I want to bring something up about him that might be his thing. Did you see the story that they're uh, talking about with him, that he needs to be left alone after 930 each night? Oh no, I didn't. I don't know that. That's great. Uh, San Antonio Spurs staff are told to never contact Victor Webanyama after 930 so he can... Do what in peace before he goes to bed? Oh, is this a question? Do you know what the answer I is? I do know the answer. Let me see if you don't. Oh, this is good. I like guess? this. So he... What does he do need an hour to do before he goes to an bed? An hour before he goes to bed. Um, is a game? Is he a gamer? Is he video game? That's with a great his, guess. With no. his buddies back in France? Like <laughs> some the time difference? They're somehow like ready for this work? is the perfect time. <laughs> um, Not video games. Although that would be cool. Man, Playing as himself on NBA 2K? Oh, yeah. I I would say, he's, so it's not gaming. He needs an hour to kind of like uh, yoga, stretch or something. He's so... It's it's almost less, it's almost more boring than that. More boring. Uh, read. Read. Is it read? Read. It's pretty good. He wants to read for an hour. Yeah. And when I heard this, <laughs> I'm thinking, is this like the, like, it may be true or it may be the most genius thing. Leave Just, me the, like... What could I tell these people to leave me alone? I need to read. I need to read. But I mean, like, it seems like that might be something that he does. Yeah. I don't know, but you're right. The if it's even if, if it's a lie, it's such a boring lie that it's completely believable. And like, and, and you have to respect it. it. You got to respect it. He's reading. The guy's bettering himself. He's reading. I mean, we need to let him do that. We got to let him read. We got to <laughs> let let Victor Wembanyama read for an hour. Every Isn't that great? Don't don't bug him. <laughs> He'd be at home anyways. All right. Who's bothering him? I guess like. Assistant coaches or something calling? Who's calling him? Yeah, I'm not sure. Are you getting to bed? Are you, I mean, I guess they probably do have like... Are you getting enough sleep? Like tabs on those guys. So then I got one more NBA thing for you. Did okay. You, uh, did you see this one? Luca getting harassed last night. Luka I did Dodgers. by the report. Oh, yeah, report. Yeah, so it started in the, in the uh, arena. Yes. And then he let it go until the second half. I mean, I think Luca was also firing back a little bit, but then asked to have him removed. Sounds like it. Yeah, fan was talking some crap as yeah. far as Luca says. And then he got into it with the reporters afterwards. 
Yeah. They were asking him about, like, and the, he, the reporter that was talking to him, Luke, I guess, does not like him. I guess he's written some things. That That's one of my like favorite things is when an athlete will single out a reporter. Yeah, you're the one who's always an a-hole to me. He goes, yeah, you're always basically looking at that bad angle for me anyways. Like, I'm sure you're going to report it. And then that guy was like, what do you mean? I've only, 99% of what I've written has been positive. Yeah. But Luca remembers the one that maybe right. wasn't. And uh, The headline is the last thing that uh, supposedly set Luca over is the guy said, you're tired. Get your ass on a treadmill. Oh, because he, I mean, he does have like a little bit of a doughy body. Yeah. But it's almost like, he looks like a guy that could like just rule like a fraternity league or some kind of like at a college. Like he just would destroy everybody because he was amazing when he played in high school. But it's it's better than that because he's doing it in the NBA. Yeah. And he, he's unstoppable. When he gets hot, it's like you cannot stop his shots. Yeah. That little one leg kind of fade away that's just like you can't even block it because it's not, he's not like bringing the, it's not a natural shot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you get to games then living in LA and your team is in? Yeah. Well, we're going to go in February to Spurs are coming to play LA. Okay. So it's all back and back. So we hope Wemby plays the LA side of that back and back because they don't really play in back to backs. Gotcha. Because they're trying to like, you know, keep, just see what they got, yeah, get yeah, them through yeah. a season and then see what, and then assess it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we hope they've done it where they've rested him on the first half of one. And so we're hoping, you know, we're praying because we went to see him when he played against the Clippers. But it was like his first kind of like couple games. And it was like a tough, a tough game for him. He's just getting used to the the speed of the league. Sure. You're playing against some pretty great. I mean, you got Paul George on that team, Kawhi Leonard. It was an insane lineup to kind of like get dropped into. Yeah. Uh, feet to the fire, as they say, right? Right, absolutely. So, I have to bring up something. Your set, first of all, last night was so funny. Thanks. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, there's a couple things oh, yeah, let's get that I can... Uh, first of all, I didn't know what a burn-a-doodle? burn a doodle burn a doodle yeah. I've never... I've never had a dog. You never had a dog. I've never had a dog. Hey, uh, I got you a I've dog. Just bring in Justin's bring dog, in, everybody. Bring the puppies here. <laughs> so I had to Google burn a doodle. That is one of the cutest things I've ever seen. They're fun dogs, man. They're like... Duncan is like, like my wife said a video today, she's walking it. And when it sees squirrels, it gets up on its hind legs, but it'll just walk like a, like a bear. I don't know why it does it, but he just kind of like, I think he's trying to think the squirrel will be like, oh, it's just a human. It's not going to bother me because I'm a squirrel. And then he's like, ha, tricked you. And then jumps on all fours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they're great dogs. Super smart. Um, Cutest dog ever. Yeah, very, so fun. Very, very he cute. weighs 40 pounds, but he looks like he's 90 because there's so much fur. Oh. They got that, because they got the... Uh, Bernese mountain dog fur. Oh, sure, sure. And it's just so long and shaggy. Well, that'd probably work well here in our cold weather. Super smart. Yeah, it would. So uh, one of the things you brought up last night as part of your set is your time. Um, mental, you, you make some jokes about things that are uh, examples of mental illness, including mm. liking puzzles. Puzzles. Right? Yeah, I do. Now... The first thing I heard, uh, because you also mentioned that when you were on the plane, people were talking about the St. Paul Winter Carnival yeah, happening. Right, which they were sad because it's, it's too warm to do the ice sculptures and things, maybe. Eddie, the ice sculptures are a lot of fun to see. Well, that would be, well, yeah, I would, that's what I would be like, well, if that's not happening, what, what else are they going to do? They're, they're, they're a lot Just of fun. Just show puddles? This was, su <laughs> this was supposed to be a, a Paul Bunyan's axe, but uh, yeah, as you can see, it's 40 degrees, couldn't keep it together. <laughs> That's hilarious. So not only does the Winter Carnival have all the, there's a parade and there's the ice sculptures and this and that and the other, there is also a puzzle competition. Oh, are, when Eddie. is is it, I, if I can go, I should go to that. It's Saturday. Just, is it really? I could go to it and just heckle. <laughs> I wonder if they've ever been heckled doing a puzzle. What are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, what's next? Like putting a ship in a bottle? 
what other old timey things are you gonna are you gonna make butter in a bucket? <laughs> like I don't understand what you're doing. Fastest churner. <laughs> Fastest churner goes to Peggy from just outside of St. Paul. That's right. Um, she can move a stick. Uh huh. Uh, there's a knitting competition. No, there's not. But um, <laughs> you say that, and I'm like, that's okay. I get it. Like that's a it's that's right going to be a whole week long competition. They come back every night and continue. I thought it was interesting. So, uh, by the way, if you wanted to compete, it is sold out. You have to pay like sixty dollars to compete in this. To thing, compete in the puzzle. Thing. In the puzzle. Is competition. it speed? Yeah. I so guess it's speed. Is it teams? There, there's there's teams. It's based on speed. There's uh, you know. Expert level, 1,000 piece puzzles. Any where did scandals? I write down? I wrote down some of the, uh, oh, where did I put that? Some of the rules. But, um, oh, I love that there's rules. Yeah, one of, oh, I got to look that up here. Um, one of the, what could a puzzle rule be? Like, <laughs> I, I agree. What what could a puzzle rule? Let's, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. At the St. Paul Winter, Winter Carnival Puzzle Contest, there's uh, for experts, which is 1,000 pieces. Uh, 500, and that's not as competitive. A thousand pieces. You know how much time they leave to do that? Three hours. Three hours. Yeah. To do a puzzle, like a thousand pieces. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, is it a team thing though? I wasn't, is it? Team. Yep. Team. There's also pe- family, uh, team oh. as well, but okay, here we go. Here's the rules, Eddie. Here we go. No early starts. Okay. If you open your bag and begin your puzzle before the start of the contest, you will be disqualified. How, what is the starting sound? Like pistol? Like, is it like a tea kettle? That just, all right, everybody, you can start making your puzzle. It's probably, uh, I heard you reference Fargo. It's probably somebody with that voice going, okay, go. That show's so fun to watch. <laughs> We're super late to it, but man, it's good. We finished the most recent season a week ago. It's fantastic. Um, John Hamm's got nipple rings. Yes. That's what I hear. That's the. I don't read too much into it because I don't want to. But I heard about the nipple ring. Spoiler alert, everybody. Oh, yeah. Sorry, every- <laughs> sorry, everybody. Or maybe that entices you to go see it. Hey, I don't know. Time to sign up for Hulu. Uh, <laughs> if you open your bag. Sign up for Hulu. <laughs> if you open your bag and begin your puzzle before the start, you will be disqualified. Hands only, also. Hands, hands only. only. Okay. What about if you don't have hands? Uh, There's people that don't have hands and do everything with their feet. Sit out. So they sit out. Sit on your hands, everybody. <laughs> sit, sit on your feet, hands. The use of any puzzle tools, cutting devices, flashlights, or phones is strictly prohibited. Flashlights. Flashlights. Is there something you can through the puzzle and I see? I have no idea. The cutting thing, I kind of get. That's sure. kind of like you'd have like a little sandpaper, like a baseball pitcher, and kind of like you know make your own grooves. That was Because honestly, any two pieces will fit together if you mash them down hard enough. I've watched my daughter do that. Yeah, my little. Why don't one. we go compete in this thing and just make the worst puzzle ever? I'm like, no, that's it. They're all stuck together. That's the rule. Does it have to be? Is that in there? We'll show up with the puzzle from Goodwill that's missing a couple pieces. <laughs> oh, it'll be infuriating. You know, you can have custom puzzles made. Oh yeah. Which is a fun thing to do. Maybe I'll get into that. Make like a horrific puzzle, and then just keep working on it. Start on the edges. It's just more and more graphic. As it yeah, and just like, this doesn't look like a forest. Oh, oh, you'll see. It, it, it is thick. What you're gonna... There's a cave. There's certainly a cave. <laughs> now, this is a rule I don't understand either. Use of table risers is not permitted and is grounds for disqualification. See, I think that's what it is. Like Because my wife is 5'4", she's closer to the action. Maybe a table riser brings it up where it's easier for the taller people who might be at a disadvantage. <laughs> To like have to bend over so much, and uh, it's a bad, it's bad on the back. Puzzling, nobody knows that. Puzzling, puzzle people. It's puzzling. 
It is puzzling. That there's rule, <laughs> but you know who's the? Is there a reigning winner? Are they there to like pass it on? Is there a return champion? So I remember hearing a bit about this when it came around last year, and there are professionals that actually show up, like ringers, you know, professional like, puzzle people. Yeah, that are well known. They have TikToks and <laughs> shit like that. Well known <laughs> amongst those people. That's great. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess it's a version of chess. Uh, sure. I mean, everybody's got their chance to be, you know, famous, Strange. I guess. Okay. Is, uh, well, that's great that that's popping off. I mean, that's not, I'm not against, I might go watch that just for the, like, I have to maybe record a little bit of that. It's like if I see LARPers in the, in the, I'm going to take some video. Absolutely. I, we were in Boise one time doing some shows and there were LARPers and me and my friends started recording and they came over like, how are you doing? Do you want to join? Like, they were definitely like, please do not make fun of us or mock us. This is what we like to do. <clears throat> this is us getting out. And just, to, you know, being in nature. And we weren't, but it was just, nobody's going to believe us that there was, like, these fake battles going on. I, I this podcast taught me what LARPing is. Because oh, Jackie Cation was a guest on here. Oh, yeah. And it was she a topic on her, on her podcast. Yeah. And I went, you have to tell me what this is. I really don't know. Oh, that's know. great. Yeah. Like, that's a good thing. To, and it's, she's the perfect person to learn that from. Absolutely. She loves that. Yes. Like, that's, she's, that's what she's, she's so good at, like, knowing that world. Yes. Because I like to play Dungeons and Dragons a little bit. There you uh, go. During COVID, my kids couldn't, like, you know, be with other kids. You know, everybody's, like, isolated. So I was, like, I had a friend at work who was, like, a dungeon master at Tosh.0. And I was, like, hey, would you do some, like, online campaigns for me if I get my kids and their friends and their families to kind of, like, get in on it? No kidding. So they can still kind of, like, connect over Zoom, like, campaigns or whatever. They were learning how to play the game. And, and this person that was uh, doing, the, uh, doing the campaigns was really good. Made it super fun for him. So it was fun to play that, but that's definitely, like, just the top of the, uh, like, the nerd world. Uh, yes. You go into it. Like, I think uh, Jackie's, like, the nerd forest or whatever. Dork forest, Dork yeah. Dork forest, yeah. It's so, and she's so funny about that stuff. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good person to learn that from. Ab- Fantastic. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have found a better one. Absolutely could not have found a better one. So how much, uh, how much stand-up are you, like, for the rest like? In the near future, how much stand-up you got planned? Um, you know, like, I every month or so. I mean, I'll do, like, uh, when Daniel goes out, I'll, I'll tour with him a little bit and do stand-up, which is a, a great way to do it because it's, like, you know, smaller sets I'm doing, traveling, all that, everything's fun. And then awesome. I'll go out, like, a couple weeks ago. I was in St. Louis. I'll do Cincinnati. I just kind of pick the clubs that I want to go to and fill it in. Nice. Austin, Texas in April, a couple places. Um, nothing, nothing in March, really. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, uh, maybe like a week, a month at a club. And you're still doing a podcast with your wife? Yeah, I'm doing, we haven't done one since the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. I'm a big Eagles fan. So they lost the Super Bowl, and then we just didn't get around to it. And then I'm like, well, what, is it kind of funny if we do it the week of the Super Bowl, our first one back? And I've just now gotten myself together oh. where I can do it again. So we're just kind of waiting for like a couple more weeks, and we'll do it again. But... It is fun to do with her. I see. Yeah, it's fun. Like I like to do things with Megan because she's a comic too. Um, those kind of things because I, she's so funny to me, and super. So it's fun to kind of do a project or creative kind of endeavor with somebody who you really think is really funny, and also want to do all your things with, anyways. So. And it's it has to at least slightly while the mic is on, it yeah. changes probably how you talk to each other. I think the dynamic is a little different. Yeah. It's a, you you're not just like. You know, hanging out in the house together, even though it's in the garage and there's microphones. But you do kind of like try to be a little bit more uh, topical. It's things that we might not talk about. But you do, you treat each other like co-hosts. Sure. 
and less like spouses. But I think we can kind of we've found a way to kind of like do kind of get both in there. Sure. Uh, time together. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I like doing it because we would get our kids in on it. We do like the Gosling family spelling bee, which I've always lost. I'm the worst speller in the world. Okay. It's so bad. Like I'm the first. I'm the first one out always. It's the first word always, and then I'm just furious for the rest of it. And I'm just like, I. You guys keep picking these horrible words for me. Mammal, really? Three M's, two A and an L. I don't think so. <laughs> it's just just to see. And also, it's all made up. Somebody wrote, made up that word like. In the 1700s or whatever, mammal. And that's how we're just gonna we're just gonna still spell it that way. Okay, I've never sure. looked at it like that. Yeah, you're right. It's like ridiculous. Screw you. You had it wrong the first time. We're still we do other things different, right. but we're gonna like uh, adhere to how they spelt a word that was made up anyways. I don't think so. It seems silly to me, but that's just because I'm uh, salty about not knowing how to spell <laughs> bagels. Another one. I misspelled that, but it's like eagle and bagel end the same, but they're spelled different at the end. <laughs> it's like. All, I have many examples. If I put the effort in to actually learning how to spell these words, as I do for my arguments as to why they should be spelled the You'd other be way, it, yeah. I'd be ama- <laughs> I'd be so good at all these scrabbles and whatever. Wordle? Do you play Wordle? I do play Wordle. Yeah, Wordle's fun. I play Wordle. Uh, I play a lot of Retro Bowl now, which is like a video game on your phone that's like, it's kind of like Techno Bowl. Oh. But it's it's just fun. There's a college version and a pro version, and I spend way too much time playing that. When I win a championship, I tell the kids we're going to do a parade in the house, and they're like, this is this can't be our life. <laughs> I love this. I'm addicted to your phone, Dad. <laughs> you have too much screen time. Your screen time's been up. Like I'm having a good run. I got a good squad. I mean, <laughs> can't let the team down. They need you. They need me. I'm a great coach. <laughs> they need your leadership. They're gonna do it out by themselves. Retro Bowl. Retro- Check it out. Retro Bowl. Okay. Never, Sounds like something I'd like. Playing with your phone all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. How about social media? How much time are you spending doing that? I mean, I have you know Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I Twitter I use for more like kind of doing a uh, you know news, keeping updated. It's definitely been like junked up a little bit since the. The, the new ownership has taken over. Yeah. But um, my, t- my tiny com- new complaint about Twitter is if you search something online and then it links to that, it will only show you can't continue clicking around. Like you have to go back to the app oh, to continue going through. So if you click on it, it'll, it'll say, only show you that one, you know, post or whatever. And then it wants you to open the and app. And then it wants you to open the app. Yeah. That's probably by design, right? It seems oh, like it's, it's somehow they get like some kind of money or I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> But for the most part, you know, that's it. Instagram. I guess I do TikTok a little bit. I have a TikTok that I don't, I didn't really do a lot of TikTok. And then somebody's like, oh, you should, uh, a club in Cincinnati put a bit up. And it got like, you know, they're like, hey, you have like 250,000 views this week. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I went over there. And then I started listening to some of my bits. Like there's a duet where people can like uh, lip sync your material. But they yeah, do it yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is this? And somebody's getting a haircut in like, Japan and doing your and they're doing my bit about haircuts and they're like and I'm like what is happening awesome so they did kind of like take me by surprise oh that's so cool then it's it's kind of a super creative medium I think anytime you can find a new way to like uh, reinvent comedy not reinvent it but another way to present it so people can consume it a different way sure it's kind of neat and interesting kind of uh kind of make you know gets tweaks my interests would you put are you putting out old stuff um I just Recently, have started to like cut up little reels and stuff like that. Malcolm here put together a couple bits from like a set that I did in, at the Comedy of Magic in Hermosa. Oh, perfect! And uh, they were like, people have been reaching out, like, "Hey, man, how's it going? I'm glad to see you're doing comedy." Like, you know, 
people haven't seen me in a while. I get emails and text messages and all these things. So it's been, I think I'll do more of that because it seems pretty good. Yeah. Uh, over the holidays, every holiday I do like uh, Christmas songs, like original glad you brought this up. Christmas songs. And this year I animated one of them, uh, Secret Santa. So that was the one that I dropped this year, which was a lot because it's like a two minute song and animating something for two minutes is like, it's a lot. Yeah. And I've never like tried to like lyrically, uh, visually like tell a story at the same time. So I'm like, oh, what, what would that even be? Why Christmas songs? Uh, I just find like Christmas songs to be endearing, but also insane. Like that they they even exist, like jingle bells and all these things. And they just every year we do them. Like, well, maybe we should do some new ones. There's there's no. I think my that thing every is, year I need yes. one song to pop, so I can like Mariah Carey my way. Like I want people to go through Coles, right? And they hear uh, Christmas bed wetter, you know, Christmas sweater, bed wetter, whatever. I cinnamon. They I, if one of them hits, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Now I'm just sitting back and enjoying uh, I mean, the ride. There, there's. Space for that, like right. That's what these, I. You I know, hope. there's the the one local radio station here that switches to Christmas music the day after Thanksgiving. And the some stations twenty four hours a day. Christmas got run over by a reindeer was a thing when I was growing up. They would just play that song for twenty four straight hours. I need to take. I want that space. I want to take it over, and so take I, it I'm over. Tweaking my system. <laughs> this is my third year to put it. Put them out. Uh, it's available on iTunes. I mean, you have kind of a Santa Claus beard. I got the beard. Yeah, I mean, I've grown into it. Like, it's money. On, it's, I'm leaving money on the table if I don't take advantage of this. I got to do it. Like, come on, let's go. Um, but that's, have you considered doing working in a uh, red sweater a little more often? I mean, maybe I should just I should just embrace it at this point. I either look like Santa or like an insurrectionist. Like it's it's either way, but I'm not gonna <laughs> shave. I'm not letting the insurrectionists uh, take this look. No, they don't. They don't own. own it. They don't get this. Okay, <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm gonna like. I'll show up. I'll listen. I'll be the inside guy. I will get the information. I'm like, here's what's happening, everybody. I just I was at the meeting. This isn't a disguise. It's me, but I'm not one of them. I fooled you guys. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a mole. Oh, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, let's see, is there anything else we should be mentioning here? We've done a little bit about a half hour here. We've People have to come see the shows. I'm telling you, I had so much fun seeing it last night. Um, what else? It's so, you can't, there's no ice sculptures. There's no, I mean, there's no ice sculptures this weekend, folks. You're, you could just go to that park downtown and, yeah, look at puddles, as we say. Or you could come and see comedy. If, they, if you want to celebrate a big puzzle victory from the <laughs> festival, you come out here. I'll get, I'll get you half off. There you go. There's a puzzle room downstairs. Maybe that brings you in. You do the puzzle room, then you come up for the, the show, and I will puzzle you from the stage with some of the bits. You know, I, I do want to bring up one more thing. I want to congratulate sure. the new uh, MCs that were recently hired at Acme. Oh, yeah. Including the one that worked last night with you, Andy Duong. Last yeah. week, I saw Emma Dallenberg do her first set last oh, that's Wednesday. Great. It was, I thought that was so cool to be here for that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was so nice to see Andy go up on stage and they were like, no, nah, he just, he, this is his first, his first paid week. Love it. And he did great. And it's always fun to be around somebody who's kind of like starting their, their, their uh, introduction, you know, their journey into yes. like a professional part of it. So there's know? two more names that were recently yeah. hired that I want to mention, Jeff Fozer and Grant Winkles. Uh, looking forward to seeing them uh, perform on the stage here at Acme. But uh, what I want to lead to is where where did that happen for you? Where were you? Where did you get that step? San Antonio, Texas. It was San Antonio. Yeah, I started down there in San Antonio. Um, ended up getting like a week at the club. Uh, it was a great club. They opened it up and. 
they would bring through like really, really good headliners when they opened. And so I got to see a lot of great comics starting out because uh, I was just hanging out at the club all the time. And then they bought a club in Austin, so I moved up there and house emceed for like a year. Which one was that? Uh, Cap City yeah. Comedy Club, okay. which I think is just bought by Helium. That sounds so, right. Yeah, and uh, but that was a great club too because it was every three weeks I was the MC. So they had like a little rotation of like different people it's doing kinda, it. It's basically what they have here, yeah. It was great. I mean, like you learn so much by doing things, right? And by watching like really good people do what you like to do. Yeah. And so the growth is just exponential when that happens. And it's nice to see people starting. And Acme is one of those places. The club's so good. Yeah. And the talent here in Minneapolis is so good. We were talking about people selling things after shows and how creative they are here. I would expect nothing less yeah. than like the people, like the comics from here are just like, of course, they're like taking, like selling something after the show to the next level. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned, uh, Trevor Anderson's wooden spatulas, which are amazing. Elise Cole's uh, bath, uh, bath bomb. bombs that are shaped as toasters. Toasters, yeah, like a toaster correctly. in the bathtub. And I'm like, <laughs> I saw it last night. I'm like, that's crazy great. Uh, the spatula, you said you have one of the spatulas? Yeah, they're great. Testimony? Oh, yes. Yep, yep. I, uh, I fully endorse Trevor Anderson's uh, artisanal uh, workmanship. That's great. Um, do you have merch with you? Any no, merch? Don't, nope, don't have anything. Nothing. I, uh, I'm a venture capitalist, so I take pitches after the show, and I will invest in your company. If uh, it's just this, this comedy is just for me a way to get here and then hear just to meet people, hear your ideas and you know, get 50% equity in perpetuity. Oh, wow! You know, I just well, 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 I'm investing my okay. time, all right. I have the connections, <laughs> yeah. I uh, you know, I have a I have a custom ink account, so we're already set to go. Legal Zoom documents, Bambi, I have it all. I have all the all the things that we need to start something. <laughs> Just uh, just need your ideas. Right? I just need your ideas. <laughs> I need you to give them to me. And, and then a signature. We'll just, <laughs> we need to right sign this, and we'll go to GoDaddy right now and see if the web domain is available. Perfect. Perfect. This has been great. Please, uh, I mean, I don't know if you have a hand in it, but if you can come back in sooner than 11 years and we could do this. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll try uh, to make it more, more of a regular thing. Maybe next time Megan will be here, and she'll do the stand-up, and I'll hang back. Okay. And, and we'll just keep rotating it like that. Sure. Sounds good. she... Was this is one of her favorite clubs when she was starting out too? Because oh. Lewis was like one of the first people to headliner, so it would be cool for her to get back here too. Oh, that would but be yeah. awesome! But our kids are older, so we can kind of go do these things now a little bit. They don't need it's still a bummer to be away from them, but they can do things kind of on their own. You don't need to be there a hundred percent of the time. And they like that too. I think so. Too. <laughs> and you got to let them do that, right? You yep. got to let them kind of become their own people. Yeah. Make their own choices. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're going to be a nightmare when they get to do it. For the first time at an older age, I guess. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, Justin, it's nice being on again, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like I said, please come see you uh, this weekend at Acme and follow yep. you on the social media, as we just mentioned. Follow me on social media. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host, Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.